0: Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through one hundred and one movies to see before you die. As always, I am your host Jacob, and with me are I'm Cat, I'm
1: Nick, and I'm James.
0: And this week it's my turn. Woo! Woo! And we are doing Rear Window from nineteen fifty four.
1: We're back on the proper list. We're back
0: on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Spoons is out of here.
1: Enough of those backdoor pilots for yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <pilots>. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Rear Window, 1954, was directed by Alfred Hitchcock, on a budget of. Someone take a get. How much do you reckon they spent on this movie? Uh, $2,
2: Two million, million dollars. 54. Boom! Exactly. Oh, oh <laughs> genius! <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, because that expen- that set looks like really expensive. Yeah. So yeah, fuck so yeah. it
0: So I'm gonna get to the set soon. Oh. We have got lots of fun facts about the set. Um okay. And it had made at the box office. It was the highest-grossing film of 1954. It made a whopping 36.8 million US dollars.
3: Holy shit! Oh.
1: Off a two million, off a budget. two
0: million-dollar budget, it made Jesus. 36.8 million. Far out! That 18 is 18 times it, budget. In How no, 36 million <sighs> in 1954? Holy shit! That's, Mil- a- That's so much. Yeah, <laughs> domestically
2: is that domestically worldwide? No, Globally, How much yeah. is that,
3: James?
1: So the budget would be twenty million today, and the what they earned would be three hundred and fifty million today. Oh out! Right. Yeah,
3: fuck.
0: Shit, that's <laughs> massive.
1: And it it makes sense that it's a cheap budget because think yeah. about what's in the movie. But god yeah. damn, it went well.
0: So, I am going to go through facts first, and then I'm going to go through a bit of stuff about the film, and then we can talk about the plot, plot and stuff. Mm. Cool. So, the entire film was shot on one set. Yeah, mm. one makes sense. One whole set. It was 98 feet wide, 185 feet long, and 40 feet high. There were a total of 31 apartments, eight which were completely furnished. The courtyard was 20 to 30 foot below the soundstage mm. and the highest building... It was six stories high.
3: That's pretty cool.
0: Right? So,
1: was, do you know if the tallest building was the one where the murders happened, or the or the one murder, or the one where the guy was living?
0: I think technically it's the one where the murders happened, but it starts lower. Yeah. Then, yeah. so the soundstage, they removed the floor of that studio. So in that massive warehouse, they completely removed the floor and exposed to the basement level, because. The apartment where it's shot, like where everything happens, mm-hmm. is that's ground level. So everything below that is the basement levels of the studio. Right. So they have completely dug oh. the whole thing up and built the entire like complex in. So like the actual, like where they are, that's ground level. So you walk in and then... That's a massive,
3: yeah. massive basement.
0: So um, where am I up to? Ah, Yes. So, the movie was shot quickly off the back of Dial M for Murder, which was also came out in 1954. Um, it was shot in a total of just over two months. So, shooting pretty quick, the shooting like time started on the 7th of November in 1953, and shooting wrapped on January 13th, 1954. So, it was shot really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, In the Cornell Woolrich short story that the movie is based on, it is not revealed until the very final line of the story that our main hero has a broken leg. Oh. Um,
3: Makes it all the more creepy.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, why is he in this house? Why can't he go and help? Like, um, in the early 60s, the film negatives were damaged to what was believed to be beyond repair through... um, was like some leakage thing on like the color, like started running, but restoration efforts 20 odd years later brought them back to almost the complete. So the version that we watched is not exactly original. original coloring of what the original film was. It's mm. um, still pretty cool. Every apartment in the complex had running water and electricity that worked. <laughs> huh. So it was completely wired Um the other fun thing that I thought was really funny, Hitchcock only left the main apartment once, in which is when he cameos in the musician's apartment yeah. at about 20 minutes in.
1: I, I looked at it like, that's, got it. that's yeah, Hitchcock. that's Hitchcock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he looks but,
2: skinny like for Hitchcock. I was like,
0: well, he, he said this is like in this time in his life was the happiest he had been, the healthiest he had been, and the most confident he had been in his ability to work. The rest of the time, he's in the main apartment, and every actor in every other apartment has a radio earpiece in, and he is directing them via the, the radio, oh. so yeah. he can see what out the, what the, right. out the window so view he, is. He's in the apartment, of the so main he's character. always in the right. apartment, and never ventures to any of the others except for that one cameo scene.
3: Because you don't actually leave the apartment no. of
0: the entire the main film character. is either shot. Inside that apartment, or as the view from outside that apartment window.
2: Hmm. I did see one shot that was, not that like right towards the end. I think there's actually a couple, but yeah. Otherwise, when people were hmm. all rushing to,
0: Do you it'd still be out the window.
2: Yeah. Do you ever see? Tom oh no, it's like on the oh, other yeah. side of the set. Like the yeah.
1: Do you ever see Tom picking up the phone in his apartment? The um like Doyle.
2: No, it's all over
1: no, the. It's all. Phone. Oh yeah, true.
0: Yeah. So, um. Next page. So Miss Torso, who was the um, dancer dancer on the other side, the actress, um, Georgine Darcy, lived in that apartment for the entire shoot. Huh. That was like her home for the entire time. She didn't leave and she just chilled out as if she was at home between takes and when. So there's moments where things are happening and she's living just her day-to-day life in the back of takes. That's why. Wow. So it just looks so it looked like it was a lived environment and there's people doing things. Um, the two that are trying to move the mattress inside when it rains, mm. the reason why it's so awkward and they're going opposite ways is because Hitchcock told the guy to go through one window and told the woman to go through the other window. So they were gen- the actors were genuinely <laughs> fighting with each other to try and get inside.
1: Oh, Hitchcock, <laughs> yeah, pranks. So uh. he gave them opposite <laughs>
0: instructions. So I thought that was um, quite funny. Um Grace Kelly, our main actress, refused to smoke. She never smoked in a film. In this film... As you all should, kids. Yes, in this smoke. film, she light, her character lights a cigarette, holds it... And never smokes and then it. Never smokes it and then puts it out. <laughs> it was the only film where she ever like holds a lit cigarette.
3: Interesting.
0: But she never actually smokes it. Good on her. Which I thought it was like, that's quite funny. I really I liked her Grace. character in this. Yeah. Um I'll get to her like actually like Grace Kelly in a second. Um the lighting rig had one thousand arc lights and two thousand smaller versions to light the set because the entire set was indoors and they had to obviously have daytime and nighttime. Yep. It was as quick as forty five minutes to switch from day to night to get this like set perfectly lit for either. It's pretty That's impressive. Pretty yeah. Which for that, like, at the time f- and the amount of lights that they had, that was an impressive turnaround and, like, you know, it was regarded as, like, really impressive. Um,
1: Although you would think you would shoot all the day scenes yeah. and then all the night scenes, so the changeover wouldn't I don't know. have been that important.
0: Um, mm. Hitchcock and Stuart enjoyed working together. So James Stewart was our other main...
1: Because he's also from Vertigo, isn't he? With yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So they had a really good working relationship but, um,
3: and Grace Kelly was meant to be in Vertigo. Go listen to our Vertigo episode. Yes. I did that one a few yeah. weeks back. So months back. Months back.
0: Hitchcock, <laughs> Hitchcock admired Stuart's work ethic and how he performed and liked to use, I think they worked to like nine or something times. Like a mm. fair few, but, stuff like that. but some that worked with both of them said that Stuart was the only person that ever had it over Hitchcock. Oh. So supposedly Stuart came along with his massive ego that he was like the biggest star of like the deck. Like he was the man. Mm. And supposedly he was the only person that could out scream and intimidate Hitchcock. Mm. So he would like Hitchcock never ever gave like criticism to him. He'd just say, Oh, that scene felt tired which means by oh that the tummy might have been out. But Stuart would let Hitchcock know if something was wrong. So he was like the only, supposedly the only person in Hollywood that ever had one over Hitchcock in terms of, like, what was happening in the film.
1: For knowing that, is it just me? Does he not seem, like, an amazing actor, like, compared to... If it's the 50s, fif- like... Yeah, I know it's the 50s and yeah. everything, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I like Grace Kelly in this more than I like James Stewart.
0: Yeah.
3: Maybe
1: that's because yeah. his character is meant to be annoying. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like. yeah. Have you and guys just sitting there.
0: <laughs> ever heard of the five lost Hitchcocks? Yes. No. No. Did you know that this movie is one of them? What?
1: Because of the negatives being... No.
0: So, this movie was unavailable to the public for 30 years. What? Why? So, for 30 years, so from 1955 to 1984, this movie was not publicly available.
2: Why not?
0: So, Hitchcock, in all his Hollywood pompous glory, decided to leave a legacy to his daughter which included what he regarded as his five best films. And once they were finished their initial release, they were for her. Oh, so they were still own, released. Yeah, right. so they were released, and then they were for her only. Is Psycho so one of them? I don't. I didn't actually look what the other That's four were. Okay. But he, essentially they owned the sole rights to that film so no one could ever have them be public. And then it wasn't until 1984 this movie was re-released which is when it got its first Australian release. Yeah. It's in 1984. On oh,
2: wow. F- yeah. What made them release it? Did they lose the I, rights? I don't, no,
0: they still own the rights. I think it was finally, or maybe she was just like, let's make this public again. Yeah. Because when did he die? He died around then, right? I don't know when he died. Um. So, oh yeah, I mentioned Hitchcock. The only time he ever left the main apartment was to go to the apartment of the songwriter who was played by Ross Bag Daskarun who was the creator of Alvin and the Chipmunks (laughs) so I thought that was quite funny Um, and he plays himself in that film nice it's the same character name um, yeah Um, at one point the lighting rig got so hot during a daytime shoot that the entire sprinkler system in all the buildings went off (laughs) and everyone got very very wet Uh. Um. James Stewart's wife was extremely nervous about him working with Grace Kelly because at the time she was seen to be sexually free (laughs) was the terminology that was used and often had um, illustrious affairs with her co-stars. And she also described Stewart as one of the most masculine, attractive men she had ever met. That's what Kelly described him as. So Stewart's wife was obviously very nervous that Stuart was going to have an affair with Kelly, but supposedly they never did. But, you know, who knows? Interesting. Um,
1: I found The Lost Hitchcocks. Yep. So Vertigo is also one. Oh, there you go. Rear Window, Rope, The Trouble with Harry, and The Man Who Knew Too Much. Well, there you go. So funny enough, his most famous one is not. Yeah. One of the one of the top five. Because obviously people opinion. could watch that one. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: True, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, despite its box office success that I mentioned before, it was nominated. Oh, so despite its box office success, and four Oscar nominations – So it was nominated for four different Oscars,
4: mm-hmm.
0: but it was not nominated for Best Picture, any acting, or set design. Well, really? Not nominated for it set design. It was not nominated for set design. That's
2: pretty rough. Do you know what, no. box?
0: what? it was? I don't know, but it was nominated for Director, Cinematography, Adapted Screenplay and Sound Mixing and it won none of them. Man, no. Nah, if yeah. you
3: – like I feel like if this was done today, obviously it would be done a bit differently. But if you built an entire set, you knocked out the basement level yep. – like. It so had running water. It had, had electricity, electricity. People were living in it.
0: Sound you mixing over set design.
3: Would yep. uh, yeah, you would a hundred percent get yep. some sort of nomination for set design.
0: Um, yeah, it's just it blew that's my mind ridiculous. that like it this doesn't have this like the set like it's the one of the most amazing sets ever built, especially at that time. Like even now, that's just they built apartment blocks inside a studio and people lived in them.
3: I went into this movie not knowing like. I heard Rear Window and I was like, oh, it's going to be about a car. That's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it opened and you see, like you pan around and you see all these beautiful yeah. apartments and you're like, yeah. oh, it's just mind-blowing yeah. for 1954.
1: Yeah, it's great. I didn't know what... It was going to be going into, but worked it out in the first couple of minutes because, like other movies, I knew that I re- suddenly realised what a Simpsons episode yes. was parodying. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, See, as I someone who has never the
3: seen The Simpsons, I don't get any this, sort well, of Because they references. do so many movie references. When you references. say you've
2: never seen The Simpsons, what do you mean?
3: I mean, I, like, I've like i seen like little clips, like if I'm walking past a TV and someone has it on, I've never seen a full episode of The Simpsons. I could tell you who Bart and Lisa and Marge and... Maggie and Homer. 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 <laughs> 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 but I wouldn't know oh I know who Krusty the Clown is, but that's about it. Like,
0: fair enough. Fair, okay. Um the camera <laughs> the camera dig, brand. It's not
2: a dig, I'm like, oh my god, it's just interesting that yeah. like yeah. So the
0: camera that he uses Good on you. <laughs> you haven't given in. Is an Exitar or Exatar VX, also known as a Varex. It's a German camera. And that's really important.
1: So I thought you were doing this in, retail, in <laughs> no, no 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 uh, Naomi last week knowing no, the
0: camera <laughs> no so I I brought it up because it was a German so it's, it's the early fifties World War Two wasn't that long ago and they used a German camera ah in the movie there's a piece of black tape on the camera because they taped over the brand to not show that they were using a German camera in the film as to not create outrage of a using a German product just after the war
3: interesting
0: so they actually like taped over the brand. Also, the 400 millimeter prime lens that's on the camera at that time would have had to have been tripod mounted for it to get a clear shot because of its size. Mm. So every photo that, every time he's like holding it like on his, just knee. in his hands, work. it would not like yeah. it, It's yeah. like the one criticism of the whole movie like that would not work. Like your yeah. camera is going yeah. to be fucking. I did think that. I yeah. was like, God,
2: his hands are steady. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> just,
0: um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's my. Facts each sort of section on just fun little bits about the film. That mm. is fun. To which everyone listening with not knowing any knowledge of the plot, I'm like, what the fuck? But let's talk about it. Yeah. So, so the like movie- apartments. There's yeah. apartments everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it stars James Stewart as LB Jeff Jeff or LB Jeffries, also known as Jeff, to his um, soon-to-be fiance, fiance. who was played by Grace Kelly.
3: He is, does not deserve her. No.
0: So, Lisa Carol Fremont. Um, Wendell Corey plays Detective Lieutenant Thomas James Doyle. Thelmot Ritter plays Stella, who's essentially like kind of like his nurse sort of thing. She's like the typical character hitchcock character. Yeah. yeah, she's just there. She's That's like. That's
3: the female friend of the main protagonist. Yeah. And doesn't There's exude no romantic, any yep. sexual yep. prowess she's just whatsoever. There. Yeah. And, and she's th- wearing glasses. Did you notice? Yeah, she's just, just,
0: just chilling, doing yeah. sort a of thing. And then there's uh Raymond Burr who play uh sorry. Yeah, Raymond Burr plays Lars Thorwald, who is our villain of the film.
3: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Bum, bum, bum.
3: He's a pretty good villain.
0: Yeah. So I've got a little article here that I'm gonna read through. And this is from Roger Ebert. Oh, I love his release. So he's a fantastic um film critic. Film critic and he also this movie comes in at number 3 on Roger Ebert's all-time greatest films. Oh, do you know what number what's one number 1? One one? Uh, I can't. Shall remember. I Google okay, it? James on is
3: it. on it. I should just set up my laptop for times like this. Yeah.
1: Just do. I've got it. What if it ain't broke, like, <laughs> you know, just get James to do um, all that stuff.
0: <laughs> oh on no one.
1: What You keep going and I'll get it. That's why I offered.
0: (laughs) Anyway, okay, so um, the hero of Alfred Alfred Hitchcock's rear window is trapped in a wheelchair and we're trapped too. Trapped inside his point of view, inside his lack of freedom and his limited options. When he passes his long days and nights by shamelessly maintaining a secret watch on his neighbours, we share his obsession. It's wrong, we know, to spy on others, but after all, aren't we always voyeurs when it comes when we go to the movies. Here's a film about a man who does on the screen what we do in the audience. Look through a lens at private lives of strangers.
3: He is very creepy.
0: Yeah, it's really fucking weird. Um, The man is a famous photographer named L.B. Jeffries. He's played by James Stewart as a man of action who is laid up with a broken leg and a heavy cast that runs all the way to his hip. He never leaves his apartment and has only two regular visitors. One, his visiting nurse, Stella, who predicts trouble uh, and the uh, New York State sentence for a peeping Tom is six months in the workhouse. The other, his fiancée, Lisa Fremont, played by Grace Kelly, an elegant model and dress designer who despairs of of ever getting him to commit himself. He would rather look at the lives of others than the life inside his own skin, and Stella lectures him. What people ought to do to get is get outside of their own house and look in for a change. Jeff's apartment window shares a courtyard with many other windows, all built on a single set by Hitchcock. And as the days pass, he becomes familiar with some of the other tenants. There is Miss Lonely Hearts who throws dinner parties for imaginary gentlemen callers, and Miss Torso who throws drink parties for several guys at a time, and a couple who love their beloved little dog in a basket to the so who lower their beloved little dog to the basket to the garden, and a composer who fears his career is going nowhere, and then there is Thorvald, a man with a wife who spends all their days in bed and makes life so who spends all her days in bed like makes life miserable for him. One day the wife is no longer to be seen and the piecing together of several clues, a saw, a suitcase, a newly dug spot in Thorwood's courtyard, jeff begins to suspect a murder has taken place.
3: I'm going to (laughs) sneeze. Dun, dun, dun.
0: (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. The way he determines this illustrates the method of the movie. Rarely has any film so boldly presented in... Uh, ...methods in plain view... ...Jeff sits in his wheelchair... ...holding a camera with a telephoto lens... ...and looks first here... ...and then there... ...like a movie camera would... ...what he sees... ...what we see... ...he draws conclusions... ...we draw... ...all without words... ...because the pictures add up... ...to a montage of suspicion... ...in the earliest days of cinema... ...the Russian director... Kulzlov performed... ...a famous experiment... ...in which he juxtaposed ...identical shots of a man's face... ...with other shots... When the man was um, matched with food, audience said the man looked hungry and so on. The shots were neutral. The montage gave the meaning. Rear window is like a feature length demonstration of the same principle in which the shots assembled in Jeff's mind add up to murder.
1: Um, May I jump in here? So I could not find anything where he says rear window is third. On his overall greatest list of all time, it shows up as 18. (gasps) And number one is... Uh, the Night of the Hunter from
0: 1955. Wow, the thing I read was wrong. <laughs> um, so I sometimes fancy the various archetypal situations circled tirelessly in Hitchcock's mind. The whales in the tank at the zoo. One of them was fascinated by voyeurism of watching people who do not know they are being watched. Another famously was the notion of an innocent man wrongly accused and many of his films illustrate male impotence or indifference in the face of cool, blonde beauty. So he said, you know, a lot of his male characters are just fucking dumb. Um, much is said of Hitchcock's blondes, Kim Novak, Eva Marie Saint, Grace Kelly, and Tibby Hendren. But observe that they are not erotic playmates, so much as puzzles or threats. Lisa, Kelly's character, has a hopeless Grace love. Kelly. Yes. I said Kelly's character. You said Lisa Kelly's. No, I said Lisa oh, Kelly's my character. There
3: was a comma in there. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Come on, mate. Lisa's the character's name. I know, but I thought you'd <laughs> mixed, done, <laughs> no. done the whole mix-up. As um, a hopeless love for Jeff, who keeps her at arm's length with this, um, descriptions of his lifestyle, a fashion model wouldn't hold up in the desert or jungle, he tells her. But perhaps his real reason for keeping her away is his fear of impotence symbolised by the leg cast and we're reminded the striking similar relationship between Scotty, the Stuart character in Vertigo Ooh, and the her. fashion That's illustrator played by Barbara Bell. Get it, so you know, the fashion designer that he just... that loves him but he doesn't love her. Mm-hmm. She too loves him. He keeps his distance. She sympathises with his Vertigo as Kelly nurses the broken leg. Both observe his voyeuristic obsessions. In Vertigo, Scotty falls in love with a woman he has spied upon but never spoken to. In Window, he is in love with the occupation of photography and becomes completely absorbed in reconstructing the images he has seen through his lens. He wants what what he can spy at a distance not what he can hold in his arms. Stuart is an interesting choice to play these characters. In the 1930s and 40s, he played light comedy, romances, crime stories, and Westerns almost as a character we liked. After all, he reveled in a dark side of the fantasy scenes of Capra's It's a Wonderful Life, and Hitchcock exploited that side, distancing cold in Rope, The Man Who Knew Too Much, Vertigo, and Rear Window. To understand the curious impact of these roles, consider Tom Hanks, whose everyman appeal is often compared to Jimmy Stewart's. What would it feel like to see him bizarre and twisted light? So it's kind of like this thing he went. he was mm. like the Tom Hanks and then became... Went over to the dark Yeah. <laughs> uh, this 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 is almost, almost like two paragraphs left. In Rear Window, Jeff, not a moralist or a policeman or a do-gooder, but a man who likes to look. There are crucial moments in the film where he is clearly required to act and he delays, not because he doesn't care what happens, but because he forgets he can be an active player. He is absorbed in the passive role significantly at the end when he is in danger in his own apartment. His weapon is his camera's flash gun. He hopes to which, blind... Which I thought was so fucking funny. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it is good that he uses like the flash to like to delay him as long as he can. Yeah. Yeah. This
2: guy just never covers his eyes. Yeah, he stands he there and by, looks like, at five it. Five flashes. It, every time he just walks a bit closer, it's like... Oh. Uh, uh.
0: So he hopes to blind or dazzle his enemy. And as the man's eyesight gradually returns, it is through the blood red dissolve that suggests passion expression through eyes. Now, there's a cool bit. See how in that scene, there's an orange circle that keeps appearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know why?
3: Why? Is
1: that what it would look like to you if you were got flashed?
0: Yeah. The flash? So, um, Raymond Burr, when they did the first take of the flashes, was getting orange circles in his eyes, and they had to stop because it was that like the flash was actually like hurting him. And he kept seeing those orange circles for, like, minutes afterwards. Mm. So they were kind of, like, then included because it was like, oh, that's what he's seeing. And you kind of, when it cuts that, that's his view. They incorporated the orange circles because that's what he said he was actually seeing. That's Mm. cool. So I was like, that's an interesting little tidbit into, like, why they're there. Because otherwise it's like, why is there a big orange circle that's... Yeah, okay. So Kelly is cool and elegant and has some scenes where we feel... um, her real hurt. She likes to wear beautiful dresses, make entrances, spoil Jeff with champagne and catered dinners. He doesn't notice or doesn't like her attention because he presumes a relationship he wants, because it presumes a relationship he wants to elude. There is one shot, um, partially a point of view close up in which she leans over him to kiss him and the camera succumbs to her sexuality. Even if Jeff doesn't, it's as if she's, begging the audience to end its obsession with what Jeff is watching and consider instead what he should be drinking in with his eyes her beauty. The remote control suspense scenes in Rear Window are Hitchcock at his most diabolical, creating dangerous situations and then letting Lisa and Stella linger in them through Jeff's carelessness and inaction. He stays in his wheelchair, they venture out into danger. Kelly even entered the apartment... Of the suspected wife killer, he watches. We see we see danger approaching. We and he cannot move, cannot sound the alarm. This level of danger and suspense is so far elevated above the cheap thrills of the modern slasher that Rear Window intended as entertainment in 1954 is now revealed as art. Hitchcock long explained the difference between surprise and suspense. A bomb under the table goes off, and that's a surprise. We know the bomb is under the table, but not when it will go off. That's suspense. Modern slasher films depend on danger that leaps unexpectedly out of the shadows. Surprise. And surprise that quickly dissipates, giving us a momentary rush but not satisfaction. Rear Window um, lovingly invests in suspense all through the film, banking into our memory so that when the final payoff arrives, the whole film has been the thriller equivalent of foreplay. Boom. Boom. Very eloquent. So I read that and I was like, I just have to read that out. Because I I thought that was like a really good summary of like the film. And it kind of goes into a bit of the plot, but like more talks about. And obviously like Roger Ebert's just the fucking best.
3: I really like the point he brings up. The fact that we're watching the main character and we're seeing everything he sees and we're having to piece it together with him. Like, we're, yeah. we're not getting put in the room with the killer. We're not seeing it happening. And then we're not, paired, like, yeah. cutting back to the main character where he doesn't know what's happening, but yeah. we do. Like, we don't have any superior knowledge mm-hmm. over anyone else in that movie. Everything
0: we see... like Stuart Like, Stuart's yeah. favorite, like, Jeff is there. It's either...
3: Like, even like yeah, you're not even sees. looking yeah. out a window when he's got his back to the window no. and seeing anything that he's not. He
0: is the point of view character in every sense of the word that we see what he sees either out the window or in his apartment. In that, like, this film is amazing for that. Mm. Like, it is mind-blowingly good, how, like, how good this film is. Like, it's just... Hitchcock's vision of building this apartment complex and having everything through the one – essentially the one frame. that You are looking, watching the world through, putting into that voyeur's shoes and you're – you get invested into these things and you're kind of seeing like little tidbits of, oh, maybe he did kill his wife, like – or maybe he did – maybe she's gone away, like you don't know.
3: But then you're doubting it because he might just be this bored guy. Yeah, exactly. Sitting there with his leg broken. Yeah.
1: I think when I was watching it, I – and this is maybe because of like modern mystery drama kind of things, I was constantly thinking, no, it's actually going to be someone else that's, that's, yeah. went, that's killed his wife and he's being framed. And yeah. oh, maybe it's the dancer, maybe it's the, new, the newlyweds or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then it comes back to, yes, he, he did kill yeah. his wife, but it does it in a way where I was like, I was still thrilled the whole time, even if yeah. it was yeah. the thing that was mm. most obvious.
2: I expected like just a tw- like, I, yeah, I, I didn't expect there to be
0: a murder at all. I thought she'd yeah. just gone away. Well, like, I yeah. was, there's, yeah. there's two obvious. murders. Yes,
2: you count the, the dog. dog. You count
0: the dog. So do you know why the dog? Do you remember why the dog was murdered? Because it was, it was, was to dig digging up around. Shit. Do you know what it dug up? Um, no. no. Do you know, James? Do you know what was in the garden? No. So he. Um, oh, was it Thorwood, knives or something? No. So Thorwood admits eventually to killing his wife mm-hmm. and tells them that he put a body out in the river, mm-hmm. except for her head.
1: Ugh. Oh. He
0: buried her head in the garden. Why? And because uh, he wanted to keep her close by. Oh, that's uh. nice. Oh, fuck. So yeah, <laughs> that's nice. yeah, that's so nice. So he buried nice-ish. her head <laughs> Adam, in the garden. Out of
3: everyone on this podcast, who do you think is most likely to be a killer? James. Oh, I was that gonna
2: was say so Nick sorry. just for that <laughs> <laughs> comment. No, I'll give Jacob that. I thought no one would look at James, like James just seems too harmless and yeah. just, teddy bam, bear. there you go. Yeah. But but that, You're that, dead.
1: That means that I would be a good killer, not that I will be a yeah. killer. Come on, man. Wow, well, you seem pretty passionate <laughs> about yeah. a good killer <laughs> yeah.
0: James. Uh, guys, I didn't do
1: it. Am I
2: upset you?
0: <laughs> yeah, so like so the, yeah, he buried the head in the garden, but the yeah. dog dug it up. So it before anyone could find it. He killed the dog, and then he admits that the head is in a hat box in his apartment. If anyone wants to go and see it, yuck!
1: I missed that. Yeah, yeah me so it's too. right at the end where like
0: everyone's like in the room and like is there is like kind of like the whole when you find everything out. The,
1: the ending, ha- like an epilogue, happens really yeah, quickly. yeah. 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 Like in that, you
0: find out that the, yeah, the head is in a hat box, and it's like oh, what the fuck, man! Like that's
1: also yeah. why did he kill the dog and then just leave it? Out I don't there? know. He like could have like just put it in the
0: hole. I don't know. Idiot. I think he threw it off the balcony.
1: Ah. So
0: I, I think it was strangled. That, that They said it was, it was okay. strangled.
2: Because I thought it just fell out of t- That's t- what I it thought at first. In. And
0: it was, oh, because, like, you were keeping the dog in a fucking basket. Yeah, you, yeah that's what you get, you dickhead. Yeah, because it's, like, a scream and it's, like, on the ground. I'm like, you, that fell. But it didn't fall. Mm. Yeah. Um, I did have another article, but, like, I'm just going to kind of... Skim it? Yeah, because it's way fucking longer.
3: And Roger <laughs> just summed it up great.
0: Yeah, like...
1: Thank you, Roger. Thanks, Roger. The fifth um, member of Watch It Again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's just, it kind of talks about the camera movement of creating the it utilises to create a effective perception of voyeurism. Like it kind of what it's turned out, it, like you are, you essentially become the peeping Tom alongside him. You are invested in what is happening at the windows. There's the newlywed couple that pull the blinds down, and then the blinds stay down for an awful long time. So they are just fucking each other's brains out. <laughs> You've got the dancer who has lots of if men over. If you, o- okay,
3: well, I mean, if you moved into an apartment with your partner, <laughs> yeah. like, what did you do? do? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know, unpack? <laughs> <laughs> but no, and then you've got the dancer who is having all these men over and um, Lisa makes the passing comment of like, because he says, oh, he can't, he doesn't she doesn't love him and then she's like they she, never love like, you know, she doesn't love any of them, but it's just but she's got three men there at a time. was like fucking. And then hell. she's
3: got someone like her, yeah, like that her the fiance. Yeah, then her fiance comes home yeah, from comes the home army. The yeah,
0: and holy um, shit. Yeah, it's like, whoa. Yeah, you've then got always like I
3: really like all the little subplots yeah. going on. It's yeah. kinda
0: nice. You've got the old couple who were sleeping on the balcony and then trying to get their mattress inside when it starts <laughs> raining. Like it's always different little people. Yeah that have been created in this environment and it feels like a proper lived mm. environment and it's just got such a nice like the aesthetic of <laughs> the garden and everything like that sweeping shot yeah. at the start is such a nice shot to establish this whole area then it kind of just comes up to the window
3: I love it I really yeah that's probably one of the best opening shots I've like it's probably one of my favorite opening shots actually just going yeah. through and seeing each little sliver of life before you get into the main, you can really the meat f- of
0: the
1: you can really feel movie. the lack of a stabilization software. Oh soft- yeah. Soft- um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, hardware in that.
0: Yeah, so um, it, I'll, I'll read this bit out. If Jeffries had not, or well, if Jeff had not violated the privacy of his neighbours while he was in his um, bedridden, well, wheelchair ridden, he would never have implicated Mister Thorwald in the murder of his wife or grown closer to Lisa, who he mostly brushes off and ignores during the first half of the film. As viewers, we come to the stark realisation that the definition of voyeurism to seek sexual pleasure from being a peeping Tom is not always applicable to every voyeuristic situation. Many times such as in Jeff's case, it's simply an individual attempting to be alive and gain a sense of meaning in a world where their profession demands on them to be able to walk. Picking up his lens and observing the neighbourhood is nearly all he can possibly do to find personal meaning while he's confi- confined to his wheelchair. Hitchcock um, uses long continuous shots during points of dialogue or non-action to lull the audience into a false sense of security and make them focus on the dialogue or the significance of the image itself. While in scenes of action, he cuts from shot to shot, anxiously trying to squeeze in as many shots as possible, especially at the climax as Jeff struggles for his life against the villainous thought. The cinematography cinematography is bound by the apartment as well. There is very little tracking making it as feel immobile as Jeff, and any tracking is that done usually follows a character. So, yeah, it, it really really sets like a tone of like you are locked in mm. this wheelchair with him. I think it's like some piece of machinery outside or something. I have no idea.
3: No, it's the shower, I think.
1: Ah, that would be it. Yeah, yeah. right. Sorry, right. listeners. Sorry about that noise.
3: Yeah. Someone's got the shower on upstairs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm. What happened in Minecraft? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it really like creates this environment of life. And that you have a photographer locked in a room with a lens, unable to go anywhere, that what else is he going to do except for pick it up and watch and study and do what he does as a job to understand his world?
3: Yeah. Still a bit pervy.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> He's really fucking pervy. It's really disturbing. Also, like... But also, like, he solved like a murder, so worth it. Yeah, but,
1: yeah. like... Also, that thing saying about if he if this ha- if he hadn't had this, he would never have grown closer to mm. what's Grace Kelly's character, Lisa, he Lisa,
0: Carol, Fremont. Re- really,
3: just doesn't deserve. That's
1: it. what I was going to yeah. say. Is that a? I think it's. I think that's a bad thing. I think they should have grown apart because he does not deserve. Yeah, that. yeah.
0: <laughs> she's like the fashion model and designer, and he's the photographer, and she's trying to convince him to come and do fashion photography so they can spend more time together, and he's like. Nah, I want to go out in the desert again.
1: And he looks <laughs> so much fucking older than her. That's because he is. Yeah. Oh, you know
3: that scene where she comes in for the first time and you meet her and she's like, oh, yes, my dress was $1,100. And he's like, $1,100. I actually looked up how much it was and it was over $10,000. $10, yeah,
1: yeah we, I did too.
0: <laughs> and I was how like, money you're she wearing have? that <laughs> yeah,
3: <just laughs> to some guy's apartment.
0: What's well, her fiance?
3: <laughs> it was a really nice dress though. Yeah. That being said, yeah. So Anyway.
0: I, I, that's pretty much, like, all I've really got. That's much.
1: cool. I mean, is that rear window done? Can I tell yeah. you my favourite Because,
0: I mean, like, I, the Roger Ebert thing kind of went through plot-wise. Like, everyone can sort of figure out what's happening. Yeah, like, no. it's not an overly convoluted plot. Man sits in wheelchair because of a broken leg, looks through camera, finds out neighbour killed wife, solves murder, police come, murderer gets arrested, gets thrown out a window, breaks other leg, stuck in wheelchair for longer. The end.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to say Cat, what's your favourite scene well
3: not scene maybe shot is when yeah. the all the neighbours are out after the dog has died and you just see like everyone except for the villain and you oh, just the c- see the black smoking. the black um, like um, like there's no lights on in his apartment so yep. it's all black mm. and you just see the red glow of his cigar yeah I think that was really, really elegant.
2: I never
1: noticed that. There you go. Oh, really? Yeah. I that just made me remember the whole time. You know, you know, how we're constantly seeing like the camera lens shot of him like looking through it. Yeah. I was thinking we're gonna get a point where Thorwald's gonna look at him and realize, and then yeah. it finally yeah. happen. Like, yes, He's I was like, like, turn the light off, turn the light off, turn
0: the light off, and I was like, ah, oh, you're it's fucking late, cooked buddy. now, <laughs> mate.
1: <laughs> um, and the scene before that, where where the dogs died, and the it's probably the, one of the only <laughs> scenes I didn't like from the film. Where she was like, oh, my God, you're such bad neighbours. No one yeah, else does I that. Yeah, I, I did felt, think that was very good. It felt a bit moments, overdone. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like, yeah. yeah.
0: So we would kill a little dog. This is my question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nick, yeah. <laughs> would you watch this film again?
2: Uh, I'd probably watch The Simpsons episode
0: first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause, you> know, <laughs> does
3: it go? Is it the same plot? Yeah,
2: it's, it's no, like it's, the same kind of.
1: It's similar, but it's Bart instead of a... 60 year old man So there's no Grace How about we character. watch it How right. about we show you the Next episode. week we'll talk about No Bart I have my whole life
3: Without seeing an episode Of The Simpsons Do you really
1: though Like,
3: Yeah I have no interest in it And there's no honestly.
1: murder In The Simpsons one Because yeah, it's all he thinks Flanders has killed his wife but oh. then, She doesn't know who Flanders is Oh right? true yeah <laughs> But you would have nerd, Ned Flanders right James
3: Is he the like Priest guy's He's the son? really Christian
0: no. one no, oh. Not Not son
1: but Anyway close enough
3: Okay yeah.
0: James, would, would you I, watch this film again?
3: Um,
1: but yes,
2: I would watch it again
1: yeah. is what I oh. <laughs> meant to say. I'm like a, a maybe. Uh, based on based on last week, I'll say like once I'd forgotten the details, I probably would be interested in watching again or if someone yeah. else was interested, but not not on my own for my own viewing pleasure. That's fair.
0: Kat, would you watch the 1998 remake starring Christopher Reeve and Daryl Hannah? I heard about that. yeah.
3: <laughs> Daryl Hannah, is she the chick out of um, Kill Bill? Um, yes. Yeah, I'd watch that. Just and Christopher Reeve, because obviously
0: Christopher Reeve in 1998 is confined to wheelchair. So does he have a camera, or is he just? I don't know. I don't think
2: um, Christopher Reeve could move at all. He can't. In a wheelchair. Oh
0: he, no, he lives in a high tech home filled with assistive technology.
2: Sounds a photo. I'd too. probably watch. Yeah, because I, I I looked up Rear Window and I saw that and I was yeah. like, oh my god.
3: I'd give it a watch. Yeah, I maybe I would watch the older one again, but like maybe in a few years, or if someone else wanted to watch it, I'd be like, yeah, it's a good movie. Like yeah. I'll sit down and watch it with you.
2: I'd watch it before like Vertigo or any of the other. Yeah, I like it yeah. more than Vertigo too. Yeah, me watch
3: too. Her. I think I think I like it mostly because I went into it not knowing anything about it, thinking it was about a car, yeah. like. And it just completely (laughs) subverted my expectations.
0: Yeah. But would you watch the actual rear window again?
3: Yeah, that's what I was talking about.
0: I obviously (laughs) would. Um, Hold on, I'm trying to find... Imagine if this
3: whole time one of us had just watched the 1998 one and we didn't realise. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Grace Kelly looks different.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jacob did say when we said we we were doing this, he wrote rear window 1954. I was like, that's a weird... Well, we've been writing the dates generally. 1954 Definitely. in the thing. I was like, oh, is this about space or something? But
1: is this the only Grace Kelly film on the list?
0: I could not tell you that. Well, I mean, she was meant that. to be in Vertigo. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess we can move along to what we've been watching and, and what, what we're, we're excited, excited
2: for. Let's <laughs> go first.
0: Um, I guess I'll kick it off. Why not? So, I have watched two and a half seasons worth of Torchwood.
3: How good is Torchwood? Because
0: why the fuck not? And it was just there and I just felt like it. So I've kind of just binged it and I'm halfway through Children of Earth.
1: I watched one episode of Torchwood when it came out, it's like this is the Doctor Who spin-off and then I think my parents didn't let me watch anymore. <laughs> well, <coughs> the Aww.
0: second episode in season 1, there is a gas that infects a woman and then she like fucks you to death. So when you have an orgasm, she absorbs your life force and you turn to dust. So I mean, like I don't understand oh, why your parents wouldn't let yeah, you watch that. Yeah. For a
1: or yeah, it definitely.
0: Came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like cannibals that eat people. It's yeah, there's a lot of things That's that happen in that show. Do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so I've been watching all of that and it's just really fucking good, like and good. It, i I kinda started watching it because Captain Jack was in the New Year special for Doctor Who this year oh, was came he? back. Oh,
2: wait. What are your thoughts on Doctor Who right now?
0: Yeah, I'm, not, gonna really? go, I'm not going. I'm into the doctor it.
3: Doctor still um, Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. yeah,
2: she's leaving though, isn't she? Not actually. Oh, it was
0: like a one of those like.
2: Oh, I thought she was done nah. after this
0: season. The oh. BBC refused to like confirm or deny it. They were like, right. "Well, she's doing it now, so that's all that matters." I was like, "Okay." Interesting. But um, yeah, so I was like, "Oh, let's watch that because." Chris Chimble, who's the guy that's currently in charge of Doctor Who, was the executive producer for seasons one, two, and three of Torchwood. So him and Russell T Davies created Torchwood as a spin-off and he was in charge of Torchwood. So he did like he's done really good things inside this like the world you know, of Doctor when Who.
1: When did Stephen? When did it change from Stephen Moffat to that guy for Doctor Who? With Jodie Whittaker. Oh, for, from when she yeah. started. Okay. So Sorry, yeah, he curious. took over. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, it's weird that he just done like. Back in the like the you know, the start of the revo- the revival of like, Christian was doing Torchwood and Torchwood's amazing and really like, good, and now Doctor Who's like what are you doing, but, the end of like the New Year's episode kind of leaves the door open to, more Torchwood, yay because it kind of like Jack's on Earth with, like and there's like a throwaway line that he's going to spend time with Gwen. On Earth, I really just need to so go back sort and like, watch all of Okay, that. let's just do more Torchwood because John Barrowman, who plays Jack Harkness, I said, like, I'll, if I'm asked to do it, I'll do it because him and his sister have written like countless novels and stuff of Torchwood mm-hmm. and continued it on. There's like, there's an uh, there is technically an official season five of Torchwood, which is a big finish, like, audio production that was done by Rusted Davies and John Barrowman. Like, it's technically. Is season five, so cool. It's just good shit, man, and I recommend everyone. Even if you don't like Doctor Who, it's so different. Like it's Doctor Who with guns and sex and like ultra violence. Yeah, (laughs) but there's so much like people get shot in the head, and like it's graphic,
1: and it's just good shit. So
0: that's what I've been watching.
1: Everyone knows the more people that get shot in the head, the better. Yeah, content. (laughs)
0: <laughs> better the, the better it is Yeah Oh yeah I've Head heard cat. of this <laughs> What?
1: I've heard of this I've Torchwood to it. Yeah I'm glad I would hope you do know why Do you know
0: why it got called Torchwood?
1: Because it's an anagram of Doctor Who
0: it's an anagram of Doctor Who Or when they were filming the revival Everything that was getting posted around All like the Doctor Who like tapes and stuff That were getting sent back to the BBC and stuff Were labelled yeah. Torchwood So no one knew what it was Right Because yeah It was an anagram of Doctor Who There you go Pretty yeah. cool One of you guys can Nick, go next What have you been watching Nick? Well,
2: it's been a long two years, but the MCU is back in full swing. I think that's fair oh yeah, baby. Has anyone seen? Uh, we'll, we'll be a bit behind by the time this is released. Yeah. But has anyone seen WandaVision? Yeah. Oh
3: wait, is it first out? two episodes yes. came out? Oh my god! How did Actually, I when
0: not this know comes this? out, there'll yes. be three oh episodes my out. Gosh. Actually, when this comes out, episode four will technically be coming out. On the day. day we put it out, this uh, comes out. Oh my
3: god, yes. okay, I'm gonna watch
2: this So I'm gonna go through The slate for this year Because there's ten Marvel Things being oh, released yes. this yes. year.
0: It's one okay. a month baby Almost. Uh,
2: and just for anyone listening I didn't include uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage and Morbius because They don't kill. <laughs> I don't know I feel like you'll be eating those words in like a year
0: No, but fucking fight me but, yeah,
2: for starters, uh, feel free to interject with any points you feel like bringing I up know about n- all I these things.
3: I have not been following this at all, well, so I'm excited.
2: Okay, so WandaVision is out. It's premiered for us. Amazing. Um, I think, personally, they should have – and I think we're going to have a problem with these series as they come out. Um, it feels like it should have all come out at once, and it feels like it was written with to that intention. Out, yeah. Because – it's being released weekly, and so far, all i have gotten is a sitcom, like two different sitcom storylines with Wanda and Vision in it. Yes, and like with like some hints of some weird shit going on. Yes, but I think it is a. It's been a kind of terrible way of getting the general public in. Yeah, like on obviously, I'll watch it all, but like,
0: and only like half an hour. Yeah, but it, it, it but sort that, of but felt that, that's the yeah. length of it. But it sort of felt like that. This is something that you should have just dropped all eight at once. Yeah,
2: because there's a mystery going on, yeah. and I feel like every time an episode is going to come out, there's going to be all these articles and videos yeah. about what it's based on to where it's
0: just kind of. It should, yeah. It's one
2: well of those. Maybe I'll it.
3: just wait and watch it all together.
2: I'm at least going to watch it in chunks. Like I'll be going. I feel like February I have anyway, to watch so. week
0: to week just because spoilers? spoilers on the internet. But then it's yeah. also like this is something that would easily work just watching it across four hours. Yeah, just in one hit, and yeah, it would be definitely. a lot more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but yeah. you guys generally like prefer the one hit. No, I like, thing or week, to, like week to week. It depends what it is. Like but
0: Mandalorian, like, I think it's like the perfect formula. That it's yes. week to week, and like things, but something like this where you just first two episodes are dropping little hints to stuff. Yeah, it feels like okay, you like you're alluding to something, but not enough that. We're already twenty five percent of the way into this, and you know nothing. And I think that's and now you've got to wait week for a week, and it's like, why are we? Like, if you're doing week to week, you kind of need to, the first episode needs to kick things into gear, yeah. a lot more because, like, you're an, we're an hour into four hours now, and I think and you that's know why nothing.
2: that's why they put out the first two episodes yeah. first because, like, I think they knew people would be like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah, like, why am I? Yeah, because yeah, the
0: first five minutes, I was just like, "What the fuck is going on right like, now?
2: Yeah, I thought there would be way more real world." Weird shit Yeah in, But it's mostly A sitcom That we yeah. don't Do really Give any context give for give any spoilers Yeah I will not And well, honestly, we know yeah. There's not much to spoil at the yeah, moment. There might oh, be in okay. two weeks When this episode comes out But so far we've yeah. only seen The first two But um, in March Right after WandaVision Ends Ends uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier Begins
0: Nice For like one week after that like it, yeah. We to, yeah And this was originally back to back.
2: Supposed to be the first Series coming yeah. out But because they Want to show how big their dicks were they want to be like oh my god look at all these Places. countries yeah. we're shooting in and that really just bit them in the ass COVID, whereas
0: like one division obviously is just filmed in one room
2: yeah <laughs> i feel like this is gonna kind of be a downgrade after one division because like i think they're just trying to do like a captain america the winter soldier tone without yeah. captain america like i don't really i don't know I, I hope i'm sure they can carry a series but i'm like uh, no. I
3: guess that's why they've got two of them yeah, I guess rather than just Chris Evans <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I guess then uh, also there was rumors of Chris Evans returning He also he also <laughs> tweeted and
0: said like this is news to me <laughs> yeah oh. with, like, with
2: no context like just yeah, just, <laughs> yeah just tweeted that yeah. uh, and then in this is the Australian release date by the way in April we're getting Black Widow supposedly it's
0: I mean
3: semi- Semi-confirmed.
0: Yeah, like at this point we're on track to it, I guess. Yeah, like take just fucking put it on Disney Plus in America and release it, glo- like in theaters everywhere else, and just move on.
2: I, I guess with the movies, take it with a grain of salt. But at Still the moment, what HBO's Black-
0: doing and just drop it on both. I
2: don't know. Yeah, I guess. But um, yes, Black Widow in April. I'm. I guess I'm looking forward to it now. It's just it was supposed to come out so long ago. I'm like it's just kind was of was it left to come my out mind to in
3: 2019,
2: 2020. Okay. Like uh, uh, around April 2020, I think was right. the initial one, um, and then in summer there's no actual. Oh sorry, May I'll say first uh, is Loki. Yeah. And that I I, <laughs> I didn't give a shit initial initially because I was like oh like I know give me it, more he feels well he feels like he's been done to death in the movie. I though. don't
3: care. <laughs> I want. <to laughs> <laughs> you well, you're getting
2: plenty of Tom Because, yeah, the, I I guess it's more of a time travel thing Because yes. it's like a very Doctor Who-esque
0: As someone on a podcast that's similar to ours said It's Doctor Who, but if it was good
2: Yeah, I guess But um, And I, I think it'll be a lot of him, like, rocking up in, like, mysterious moments in history Like, there's that
0: On the trailer, supposedly, like, he's like They're like, oh, Loki was Bj Bj Cooper, whatever his name yeah, is. That the, who, yeah, that dude who like hijacked a plane yeah. and
2: jumped out and was never found. Huh. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Bd Cooper, sorry. Yes, Bd Cooper. Yeah. But um, I I thought of this. Every death, pretty much from Infinity War, has now been retconned, <laughs> except behind all. But we also might be getting him in this. But also,
0: Wh- what do you mean?
2: So I- everyone who died in Infinity Infinity War, like Gamora loki like the actual deaths they've yeah, all been true. brought back yeah. vision so it's kind of L- like loki
0: hasn't been brought back yet because if you watch the trailer it's from where he left in um endgame
2: yeah but we're still getting it, and i'm yeah. sure he will probably cross over at some point yeah. to the main universe but yeah but yeah i i guess the only reason the deaths of uh, heimdall won't Come back is because Idris Elba's too famous now. No,
0: just, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else we got, Nick? Um,
2: in the summer, there's no date confirming. So, like in some America's Summer, our winter, we're getting what if the animated I'm so series? For that. I'm keen for it, but I feel like they're not going to make a lot of weird kind. I mean,
0: we're getting Marvel zombies, so I feel like they're going all out here. Yeah, well, I we're guess getting we'll Peggy Carter as Captain Britain. We're getting T'Challa as Star Lord. We're getting. Or Marvel else. zombies. We're getting. I'm liking um, everything I'm hearing. Doctor Strange first <laughs> <versus> Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, um, I did see that in the trailer. And the, uh, yeah, so like, I mean, it's <laughs> probably going to be pretty good.
2: Yeah, and it's Chadwick Boseman's final performances yeah. to T'Challa. You like oh, recorded it? It is. Yeah, a couple of years ago now, I guess. But yeah,
0: I think it was late 2019, early 2020 that recorded around then. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, in July, uh, a couple of movies have switched. Order, but uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings mm-hmm.
3: That'll be
2: good Yes, um, that's July 8th for us uh, A day before the US, fuck yous all <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: the, I, I don't really know anything about Shang-Chi at all But this movie will feature the actual Mandarin from or the, Iron the, Man 3 the,
0: the fact that he was meant to appear in Avengers 2012 Oh, was he? In the original
2: script. Wait, Shang-Chi was? Yeah. Oh, there you
0: go. That's when, like, it was meant to lead into, like, Iron Man 3. Right. And then it didn't, so they had to change the script. Oh. And now they're back. Oh, back. there you go. Yeah.
2: Well, it only took him ten years. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's finally making an appearance. Uh, after that, in – well, okay, so there's no months confirmed for these at all, not even a season, but on Disney Plus we'll be getting Hawkeye. Yep. With uh, Jeremy Renner obviously And uh, Hayley Steinfeld yep, As Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop I
3: like that Yeah
0: it's casting. a good casting
3: Yeah, I think she'll be good
2: um, And Miss Marvel Yes I forget oh, yes. the name of the girl who's playing her I don't The one that trashed
0: Captain Marvel in her letterbox Yeah interview. I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah but
0: um, Also that Brie Larson will be in that and, series
2: And so will Tim Roth as the abomination
0: Yeah <laughs> How odd isn't um, Tim Roth coming? He's coming back for She-Hulk.
2: Oh, I thought it was in Miss no, Marvel. Okay. She-Hulk. Well, I'm getting my properties mixed up. Go
3: read the Miss Marvel comics because they're phenomenal.
2: Yeah, and apparently she's really good in the um, Avengers game that no one played. Yeah. Oh, but we'll talk about that. And uh, that will end. The year will end with – oh, just one. The one movie, uh, the Untitled Spider-Man Far From Home sequel.
0: Which is filming at the moment and it's set at Christmas.
2: Yes. So, Christmas we've seen, movie. We've seen set photos oh, with yeah. just Tom Holland and Zendaya. At um, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I, I don't give a fuck. It's about and Christmas. the amount of, I just want my boy. And I the just amount want my of, boy back. The
0: amount, amount of un- conf- the, the amount of supposedly confirmed, but none of them are actually confirmed castings in this film. Is Jamie Foxx not confirmed? I think he's the only actual official-
3: What's he coming in as? Electro. Electro. Again? Yes.
0: yes.
2: Have you not seen the memes
0: about this? Okay, so what? at the moment what's flying around is that you've got Jamie Foxx's Electro returning. You've got Was he
3: is this like is this fully separate from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man?
0: Well, let me finish my sentence. You've got the guy that played oh, Doc Ock from Tobey Maguire's I've Spider-Man. What? You have um what is his name?
2: You you got to narrow it down. There's yeah. a lot of people anyway. supposedly confirmed for this.
0: Um,
3: is this going to be a live-action Spider-Verse?
0: Well, that's the big rumour. The other rumours oh. are that Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire are both returning. The other big rumour is that Toby Maguire is supposedly officially signed on for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And
2: Doctor Strange is confirmed for this.
0: And Doctor Strange is confirmed for this because Sam Rami, who directed the original Spider-Man trilogy, is directing Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness. So they're thinking that Spider-Man will obviously appear in that. But the other big thing that would happened, I suppose I could say last week now is that supposedly Charlie Cox is wrapped filming for Spider Man three and the Daredevil will appear or at least Charlie Cox's character. Yeah. Even if it's not Guys, as have Daredevil. No
3: idea how happy this is. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea about any of this. But I get all my information but from like you.
0: None of it's so like Kevin Feige was just like refused to confirm. That's the thing. But though. he also refused to deny any of the, it. It's like, brah, just, just do it.
2: These rumours have been going for months though. Yeah. They can't come out now and be like, oh no, none of them are in it. Like they had to like...
3: Unless the rumours started and they were like, hey, that's a good idea. But
2: yeah. the issue is... If they're not in it at all, then they should have just Ooh. stomped it out immediately. Because yeah. people now think... It's it, like, built the, it the hype. Because yeah. it's on like people... like The actors are on like... Late night talk shows And people have been like Oh Is Toby Maguire in it Like so the general public Know yeah. this is the thing now So you yeah. can't like, like Kind of just make it A standard sequel
0: now But the, the issue I have it with Is that The point we're out at, at the MCU Is like yeah Just fucking go for whatever People but, are gonna love it But If you do Live action Spider-Verse Now What the fuck Do you do with Spider-Man afterwards
2: Don't care <laughs> well, also, 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 I do have a theory about this because we haven't really, like, obviously Sony is constantly threatening to take Spider-Man away. I think if they have gotten Garfield and Maguire back, I think they've made some sort of deal where they've been like, okay, this movie does well, you can have them. Just give us Tom, like, let us keep Tom Holland no, I, and I, you can do whatever you want. with the you know the what? Other two.
0: Well, Kevin Feige in that interview where he, we, like, in that, like, the beginning. One of the questions he got was like, "Oh, well, we've got you know, you've got one division coming out, and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and there's all these rumors about this big live action Spider Verse." And he was like, "Well, he would, wouldn't confirm or deny any of like the castings, but he said we're really excited to explore the multiverse of the MCU. Yeah. So I think they're just gonna go fucking all out, interdimensional, like." We're going to tell this story where there's Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and then in two years' time Venom's going to team up with Ironheart and, you know, it's just they're just going to go, let's do comic book storylines, let's use the actors that have played these characters in other movies before, even if we didn't make those ones because people know who that Doc Ock is, people know who that Electro is. Yeah. Let's just use them, use the whole multiverse thing that, has happened a thousand times in the comics. Yeah. And because just make it yeah, yeah. and just make any comic storyline. Cause then they can just make any storyline from the comics that they want. They can just go for it. You can bring back the early 2000s Fantastic Four. You can bring in. Imagine, can- that'll be
3: Chris Evans <laughs> oh, coming shit. back. Here but that's what I mean.
0: But that's what I mean. <laughs> As soon as you open up that whole multiverse thing. I would love to see that. You can just use any you can bring back Ben Affleck's Daredevil if you want. You can use any of these characters you want because the modern audience, I suppose, off the back of, like, the animated Spider-Verse movie we kind of accepts it, it now. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, you can't do that, they're not going to un- – because there was always thinking hold on, people aren't going to understand that, but after 21 MCU or 22, whatever it is now, people are going to accept this. People yeah. understand that this – And people want it. Yeah, and all the fans – it's become such more mainstream thing. People want it. just So now with the whole modern person, they can just go for it and do whatever. Sweet. Which is more exciting. And especially now branching into Disney Plus more with all these TV yeah. series. They can do like Armour Wars and Ironheart and Hawkeye and all these like smaller scale storylines that don't have to be this huge, big blockbuster movie. They can go, oh, we're going to do the Armour Wars storyline without Tony Stark. But like we can, you can just do it. Yeah. And just go for it and just create content. It'll be good. My
2: only hope for whatever this Spider Man 3 is, mm-hmm. I just hope like. The other Spider man aren't just cameos. I would like yeah. a story yeah. with that. Like, I don't know what you'd really do with Andrew Garfield. Do you want to
0: like, know what I want the story to be? What? You have someone, I don't know who you whoever you want it to be, maybe Craven the Hunter. Mm. Right? And he finds out after the whole end game thing and all this other stuff, he finds out that there's a big multiverse. And obviously the ultimate prize for him is Spider-Man. He then finds out that there's multiple Spider Men in multiple realities. So he assembles a multi-dimension Sinister Six, which is where you get that Doc Ock, where you get that Electro, where you get Vulture returning, where you can use Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. You can bring all Mm. these different characters back and assemble these Sinister Six, as like the greatest villains Mm. from each of these films, and have them hunt James Franco <laughs> returning well, as a <laughs> goblin. You could have James Franco return as uh, a version of the character. Could you
3: imagine that? Would
0: be you could have awesome. Willem, You that could have Willem Dafoe <laughs> return in that full ridiculous, in like that full ridiculous like green goblin outfit, or you could go the full actual proper like hobgoblin massive. Oh,
2: he looks so right? mad. He looks so mad. Like, but, why would you not put the most goblin-looking man in the world? Could you imagine if you just had suit.
0: Yeah, but could you imagine not like having? That would be an interdimensional synestics of all these villains that are established in different films, hunting our three Spider-Man through the multiverse with Doctor Strange's help to help like have them go through and escape, yeah. and then have Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield Spider Spider-Man look at Tony McGuire's Spider-Man like, "Why the fuck does that web come out of your wrist, you fucking freak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: That should be Yeah that's going to be a joke right Like at it's like, point They'd be
0: like Yuck what the fuck no, no, I just want Andrew Garfield Like my web Like things run out And Toby guys <laughs> <laughs> like You couldn't run out It's like I'd make mine In my wrists
3: Oh <gasps> uh, that's funny
0: Cause like, As if the other two Would be like What the fuck man <laughs> uh, Yeah
1: James you seem quiet I Have little interest In Marvel films I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, so, Nick, that's do you have fine. anything else in what you're excited for for Marvel slating?
2: Uh, that's it for 2021. Uh, we're getting...
0: We don't need to go to 2022. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: otherwise we'll just be here forever. Yeah. But
0: Let's move to James.
2: Oh, actually, look, we've got oh. a small piece of news, even though this is coming out, like... Two weeks, later. Two on. weeks. Uh, Ethan Hawke's locked in for Moonlight. Oh, yeah. Opposite Oscar Isaac. Yes, but, yes, he is. I'm sure that will be great. Yes, And I hope James. it's R.
1: Yes. What have I been watching? Oh,
0: Deadpool three got confirmed as R rated. Anyway, carry oh, on. Fuck yeah. When
1: is, uh, do we have a date for Deadpool three? No. no, not even. No. Nothing. Not even. Don't date, even have a script. Yeah, cool.
3: That's fine.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they'll address. Um, of course they will. Cable. Of course they will. Um, what have I been? Wa- I finished Queen's Gambit the other day. Oh, so which yeah. I don't remember. Did you? Have you talked about that on a one a while ago? I think ago? I
3: said that I really liked it. Because I, 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 did. I did, I think I did too, and yeah, you yeah. did as well. It's really well, good.
1: I'm a bit late to this party, but I also really yeah. enjoyed it. I'm um, glad. I really, I think as a genre, I really enjoy mm-hmm. sport movies that aren't typical sport movies. I suppose because mm. like when, like you know, competitive things like chess, yeah. like what else? Like I really like, for example, Rush from a few years ago with with, yeah. um, with um, Formula One. Yeah, excuse me. Um, Formula Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth and Hemsworth. Um, Daniel Bruhl. Yeah, yes, that's
0: a fucking great film. That man. is a really,
1: really good movie. Um, but yeah, I just really like like the, the the. I mean, there's a lot of good things to say about it, and I won't spoil it because it's still only within fresh. our, yeah, yeah, within our uh, couple of months. But um, just really good production values, like incredible sound and acting and everything, and. Really good pacing as well, which I think yeah. is my most, yeah. like, the, the thing in film and TV that I'm most critical of is if you if you have all the action happen at once and then so much... If like it's filler, either really
0: slow or, or... too fast. Everything just goes really quick and you're like, what?
1: Yeah. yeah. It felt really good. It felt like they had a plan to fill out seven episodes. It's like not The
0: Walking Dead is the worst example of that. Mm. Action, action, six filler episodes. Action, action, six filler episodes. Season final.
1: And... Nice. And um, this is beating a dead horse a bit, but um, Thrones, the last couple seasons, yep. particularly season seven, actually, which is not the one people like to shit on, was very much nothing in the first four episodes, and then stacking yeah. into the final three. And then
0: the last season, obviously, it's just like that could have been two seasons or at least ten episodes. This fucking yeah. yeah and
1: then the last season, they pushed too many things yeah. through at once. But no, I really, I really like Queen's Gambit. The only critique I can I have of any of the plot was. Um, the the main love interest arriving back in the last episode oh, this is probably a spoiler but not really felt didn't feel like it had any weight to it I mm. suppose in terms of the plot otherwise I really enjoyed it and I, I used to be a chess nerd I haven't played in, a, in many years but it did like with, it did with many people yeah. make me go I should, it I made me play go
3: again. and learn how to play chess yeah
0: I played I played a lot of chess on the back of this <laughs>
3: <laughs> which is good I feel like you if you watch something and it's good enough, it should motivate you.
0: I think also something like ch- the like Google searches for like how to play chess increased like three thousand percent or yeah. something. And <laughs> I was like yeah. fucking Appar- hell. <laughs> apparently
1: chess.com dot com like did Yeah, just get,
0: exploded yeah. Yeah.
1: right back up in terms of like they had to like up their servers or yeah. something. Yeah. That's really as. cool though. Fuck yeah, chess.com. Good hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Kat, what have you been watching?
3: Um, I've just been trying to get through Parks and Rec. I'm still on season six. So hopefully by the time we record. Oh so
2: you've seen Skinny Pratt? Oh
3: yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Did we talk about that? Yeah. Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Um so hopefully I'll have finished it by the next time we record. Um and I'm like part way through friends and what else have I watched? I feel like not a lot. I've been working a lot lately.
1: Busy gal. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, or should we wrap it up? Yeah,
0: we I think we should. So you can reach us at watch again pod at gmail.com or at Facebook. Or Instagram at Watch It Again Podcast. Leave a like, <laughs> leave a review. I don't know what I'm doing with my hands, but you guys can't see that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Just
3: wave them all over
0: the place, yeah. people. <laughs> it's <like> budget jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, leave a review on iTunes, Spotify. I don't know, whatever you listen to Pod us bean. on. Podbean, Podbean, Pod something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And as always, I am your host, Jacob. And with me are... I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And I'm James. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.